Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to Strathers Wars. I am Eric Strathers, and I do love Steel Wars. In each episode, I find a Patreon supporter to talk about it with. Whether you're a first-time casual listener or new to being a Patreon supporter, you've probably noticed that there is a ton of content to digest. And that's a good thing, right? Here's what I do. I talk to a Patreon supporter, and they fill us in on what some of their favorite Steel Wars moments are. Maybe it gives you an idea on what you're going to listen to next. After you listen to this show, I mean. In this episode, I talk to Brittany Brown also known as Downtown Brittany Brown, the casino correspondent who has appeared on numerous episodes of the Steel Wars Colin Show. She's super cool, she loves Steel Wars, and she started a podcast of her own called The Cantobite Dispatch. It's really good, you should definitely give it a listen. I had a super fun time talking to Brittany, so let's just dive right in. Brittany Brown. Brittany Brown. So, yeah. first of all, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'm so happy to be here. It's such an achievement. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge deal. You're a huge deal now, officially, you know. Oh, so. my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, b- before before we jump into this, I just want to plug your podcast really quickly, The Canto Bite Dispatch. And tell me how that came about. Yeah, so basically, you know, after listening to all these podcasts, I started off with now this is podcasting, started listening, you know, to Rebel Girl, Rogue One, especially our good friend Steel. I thought I should I should start one. And I got podcast gear and I didn't know who I wanted to co-host with me. So I remember exactly I we, I was on the DM chat during one of the live call-in shows and I had mentioned like, oh, I got podcasting gear. And then Emily's like, hey, I'll co-host with you. <laughs> and that's basically, how, that's basically how it happened. She messaged me later and she's like, I'm sorry if I was being rude. I'm like, no, you're my dream co-host. Like I was always afraid to like message her because we don't, we didn't really know each other that well, but I knew she was awesome. You know, it's Lindo for God's sake. Right. So of course, we just messaged each other. Then we created Canto by Dispatch. And, you know, she created the name. And I, I'm a dispatcher at a casino. So we thought that we, our name would be something like, oh, like Canto by, it's a casino planet or casino war or planet. Yeah, you get it. But I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So how did you first discover Steel Wars? So I was actually listening to an episode of Now This Is Podcasting. And Steel was guest hosting on it too and i thought that he was just a friend like i didn't know that he was in their podcast community also so he had plugged in that he was or he was doing a podcast also and that his podcast that he was promoting was the one with Callum preston episode 124 i believe where his friend who's never seen a star wars film watches rogue one for the first time Uh, and i thought that's genius i should listen to this so i listened to that episode and 
I've been hooked ever since. I think right after I listened to that episode, it became a Patreon. Like I was just that confident in Steel. That was a good call because <laughs> he is, man. Yeah. He's crushing it. And that episode is great. And to find somebody like I think I might have a couple of friends who've never seen a Star Wars movie. But I don't think that I could get them to give a a good podcast, you know. Oh, yeah, I feel that, too. You know, I have friends. I'm in my young 20s. So, of course, like not a lot of people that I or a lot of my friends like Star Wars. Whenever I talk about it, they're like, OK, Brittany, stop talking about your Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand. It's life. <laughs> oh, it is. But my wife and I were just talking about that yesterday, because when we when we got together, you know, Star Wars was sort of dormant. And so it's not like I was making as big a deal out of it every day as I do now. And she had never seen a Star Wars movie all the way through, but she had seen them. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. like we finally, before, before the Disney buyout or any of that, where we thought there were going to be new Star Wars movies, you know, we, I got her to basically watch the original trilogy and was slowly working away on her. And now (laughs) she was, sort of yelling at me yesterday going look at this place it's all around me you yeah you know my son he he, henry he's three he wears star wars shirts all the time just like me and you know like up on our on our she has this nice antique buffet and there's all these family pictures and there's a a jack's pacific big fig yoda sitting there among the pictures you know and she goes we got this and we got this over here and all these droids in front of the tv I'm like, yeah, I'm going to interview her for a show sometime. <laughs> oh, God, please. That'd be fantastic. It's definitely it's taken over our lives, but in a positive way. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, is there anything in that episode, episode 124, that stuck out to you? Um, I believe it was Callum's impressions of, I think it was Krennic. I think he was talking a little bit about Krennic because Mendo, for those who don't know, because Steel has a big obsession with Mendo, which For is good totally reason. understandable. Oh, yeah. So he was asking Cal about Mendo and Steel's impression. Just still reacting to anything is just fantastic. Chat and Star Wars. Content. Content. This Hashtag is, content. He's putting out content. Yeah. All right. So Grand Moff Tarkin, he's the guy that, takes, that wants to take the Death Star from Mendo. Okay, right. Grand Moff the Flash. I know him. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff, Don't Grand Moff. my lifestyle. <laughs> so that actor, Peter mm-hmm. Cushing. Yes. He's been dead for about 20 years. Right. Huge call to get then. Huge. Did you notice that at all? It's all he's all CGI. Um, not really. Like... Wait, so he's the one that turns around because Ben Mendelsohn walks in and he turns around and basically says, like, I'm going to let him know that I'm taking over. And he says, fuck you, I made this. Yeah. We are standing on my achievement. Yeah, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn's got a great, like, his lips don't want to open up to get the words out and he's yeah. just slobbering. It's great when he gets angry. Um, so I felt that that guy was important because there was an extra long pause for him to turn around. He's looking out that window and Ben Mendelsohn comes and says... Ah, that's very interesting. And I know, and I was, and he turned around and if we had been in a full cinema, I predicted there would be a gasp. There was, on the premiere night, because, you know, you're in a room packed with Star Wars fans. Yes. And they kept it very secret that he was going to be in the film. Oh, uh, okay. And obviously he wasn't seen on set. No, no. His trailer was small. <laughs> but when he turned around, you just heard... 
murmurings. You know, there's like 500 people <laughs> yeah. in this big cinema, and it's and you could just hear people go, "Fuck, yeah. But it was like he looks good. And at the end of the that scene when he uh, Mendo walks off and Tarkin looks back out to the Death Star, mm. the crowd just started clapping just because it was like, "Yeah, that's quite his... the achievement. You brought him back." Yeah. So um, so he was in the original Star Wars. Was he a dick in the original? Yeah, huge yeah. dick. Yeah, big dick. Big CGI dick. Big dick to match the big Death Star ball. Yeah. So, speaking of big things, what's up with uh, the uh, Darth Helmet Nano that we spotted? He's sort of like, looks like he's DJing on a console and there's a guy with a, it's like half of a Darth, oh, Darth Helmet. That's a, that's, a helmet. Death, that's a Death Star gunner. Gunner, right. So okay. Just a bit of an administrator. He's yeah. Working the knobs. It was very professional. You know, if I was interviewing one of my friends, I could not take it serious. Yeah, that would be I tough. Don't. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Now, the next episode that you mentioned whenever you sent me a list of ones you'd like to talk about was episode 87. And that's with <laughs> quote unquote George Lucas and uh, Digby <laughs> Wilson. And so tell me about that one. So I, I didn't know who Dig. I didn't know that Digby was a child at first. So, of course, you know, listening to George Lucas, like George Lucas is probably one of the greatest guests ever, by far, ever. So, you know, they're a little bit, you know, they start off like someone throws a noodle on the stage or something. And George talks about, you know, his love of noodles and Adelaide. And then you go to uh, Digby and he starts like talking, making like fart noises or something. I'm thinking, oh, this is just an adult acting like a kid. No, it's actually a kid. (laughs) And just still trying to interview this child. It's just fantastic. It's the first time Digby's had a microphone and I think he really loves it. <laughs> not, not the first time. Not the third, first time. Third, third time. We were the other two times. Uh, assembly. Oh, that's true. You do. You, Digby presents assembly sometimes with his class. I heard that on iTunes. It was great. That was, <laughs> that was a good one. Question. Have you all seen The Force Awakens in the audience? You've all seen it. I, I know. I, that's a stupid question to ask you. But yesterday I accidentally spoiled it for someone at work because I was talking about how kids don't understand the concept of spoilers. And even though Digby hasn't seen The Force Awakens yet, he knows everything that happens in it because his cousin told him. Not everything. Not everything. But you but, know the big thing, don't you? Yeah, I know that Han Solo was killed. <gasps> yeah. So because I because I was saying, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> And also, like, Digby, Digby... Have you seen a bigger smile on a kid after that? <laughs> Digby, Digby, before he saw the movies, knew that Darth Vader, spoiler alert, was Luke's dad. Whereas, like, that was such a shock when we saw it for the first time. But because cousins and other children just go... You're the one who told me! I didn't tell him. You I did! didn't tell him. It was Josh, you your cousin. I was trying to prevent Josh from telling oh. you. Oh... I didn't know that. that I thought you were the one who oh, told me. Josh and I look very similar. But, um, Not true! Actually, uh, Josh was the one who spoiled Six Sense for me, so. <laughs> you don't even Don't talk know to Josh, that's all I'm saying. Don't you don't even to... know my cousins. Oh, I know Josh. No, you don't. <laughs> I met Josh. We had noodles one time. No! No, you didn't. We were at the food court. In Christchurch. Footscray. <laughs> Had some noodles. You were supposed to come. But Josh said, no, Digby can't come. Talk to Josh. It's his fault. So, yeah, so, There's so going to be a lot of violence brother? at the Christmas who's dinner. Brother? Josh's brother is Steve. No, no his brother we, is we, Matt. His na- we call him Steve. That's his nickname. 
We know he sleeps mad. We're like, hey, Steve. And Matt loves it. And it's so weird you bring up the cousin thing because I have, you've just unlocked a memory. When I was at my grandparents' back very early 80s and the Return of the Jedi was about to come out and my, I hadn't seen it. I know I hadn't seen Empire Strikes Back. And my cousin said to me, oh, have you seen Return of the Jedi's coming? And, you know, Han Solo, he gets out of the carbonite. And I was like, yeah, of course he does. And I had no idea. And I had to go home and go, Mum, what's carbonite? Because what it sounds a bit like, you know, it could be a car. Like it could be a Holden carbonite or something. Like he could have just been locked in a car or in a wardrobe or something. Like, oh, no, he's in the carbonite wardrobe again. Like you don't know. You don't know how exciting it is that he's out of the carbonite. Well, originally he was going to stay in the carbonite for the whole movie. And uh, they were going to carry him around like Weekend at Bernie style. No, <laughs> no. And he was no, going to da- go, what do you think, Han? Han like, like that. No, it's a lot da- funnier. No, Jabba the Hutt was going to keep him on his wall, right? He was going to keep him on his wall, yep. Jabba the Hutt. Mm. Yep. You're going to have to be a bit more reality-based, I think, sorry, uh, George. Sorry. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt was going to eat Han Solo like a popsicle. No, he was not. Hey, I wrote Star Wars. <laughs> I wrote it. No, he did not. I did. That's the character I'm the playing re- right now. You're not the real George. Not the. Then who am I, Digby? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> and the whole audience just goes like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Digby is just telling his mom, he's like, take off his wig. That's not the real George. Oh, that was just such a great episode. That was cool for, you know, for for a kid to be able to go and and listen back to that later. You know what I mean? And I wonder what he thinks about it now. Because that was, let me think, uh, that was probably a solid year ago. You know, maybe more. Yeah. And and I wonder I wonder if he's he listens to it and thinks, oh, I was so dumb. <laughs> you know how I it hope is. not. Do it. Every time oh, somebody yeah. hears themselves, they're like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I sound so <laughs> stupid. That's how I am every time I hear one of my podcasts. That's why I never listen to them. Oh my gosh, that was literally me the first time I called in on Steele's uh, call-in show. I got so embarrassed the day after that I got very drunk at a bridal shower because I was horrified. I was like, I just made a fool out of myself. I'm never doing this again. And then, of course, the next week I called back. And that's when uh, I became Casino Brit. So <laughs> That's cool, you know, because now everybody yeah. looks forward to hearing from you. That's, I, I'm I do, honored. <laughs> you should be. You should, you should. I mean, yeah, you should take that in stride because you totally deserve it. You, you also mentioned the, the, the MSW party at Celebration in Orlando. Now, I was there, and I got to tell you, it was, it was a super, super good time. But it was great for me to be able to go back and listen to it because it, it's kind of crazy how it all came out. For one, I'm meeting all these people that... I, you know, maybe somewhat idolize and, and then I'm running sound at this event and, you, you know, I do that sort of thing all the time, but we're in this totally uncontrolled environment and it was not at all set up for what we were trying to do. And it was just n- constant feedback. And I mean, it was like Steel. he talks about how there, there was a picture and somebody could, one of his friends could see me in the background 
at the mixing board and they're like that dude over there is not having any fun <laughs> because the look on my face it was so hard to stay on top of you know but so being able to oh, listen yeah. to it i'm like oh yeah this was cool oh yeah because i i couldn't absorb it like everybody else did Oh, yeah. I think I know exactly what picture you're talking about, too. <laughs> and just hearing like the behind the scenes, I feel so bad for you. But now, like, you know, looking back, you know, you see that everyone is having a good time and it was fun. You know, definitely. I felt like I was there while listening. Like I was listening to that episode while I was at work one Saturday afternoon with my earplugs in, you know, listening to everyone having a good time. And I felt like I was having a good time, too, especially during that erotic read i got a little <laughs> it, was, it was getting a little hot in the office awesome <laughs> <laughs> my love mon mothma cried collapsing into his strong arms my dear one he kissed her deeply his tongue plunging into her soft and pliant mouth but suddenly she pulled away wait we must talk she said despondently tears glistening in her eyes have we not waited long enough? You have consumed my thoughts for days. <laughs> he drew her close once again, pressing his hardness against her. The lust I have for you, it's... He's, he searched for the word. Immeasurable! <laughs> yeah! I love... I, I should just say, in the released uh, version, that line won't be in there, okay? <laughs> oh, my love. But Orson cut her off with another searing kiss, pressing her up against the wall. His demanding erection pulsed beneath her hands, and she let out a sigh. It can wait. Orson went to undo the clasp on his cape, but she grasped his hand, stopping him. No. <laughs> leave it on. <laughs> you can leave. Orson let out a low moan. Awesome! <laughs> As her hands fumbled awesome. to undo his belt, the task was made slightly more difficult given the distraction of his strong hands awesome. on her thigh. Awesome! Awesome! Pushing her up her white dress while his other hand cupped her breast, rubbing roughly over the bud of her nipple causing her to whimper softly. Awesome. Do I have to do it? Oh, wait, what? There's pink right there. Yeah, you have to. Bothans. Awesome. <laughs> she finally succeeded in undoing his belt. Just the whole thing was cold. And, you know, Emily wrote that. And to me, Emily was like, I was starstruck when I first talked to Emily on one of the call-in shows. You know, to me, like, she was, she was royalty. Like, li literally, like, She's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the fact that she wrote this too, it's inspiring and <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm just going to tell you, being at that party was probably the best part of Celebration as a whole. You know, it was it was great. Well, I'm I don't so know. Jealous. John Williams. <laughs> that may have been number 1. And then number 2 was the the making Star Wars party. I'm so jealous. I almost went, but last minute I'm like no, I'm not going to know anyone. I don't want to go by myself. Like my sister lives in Orlando. She works for Disney, but still I would have been like, I don't know, but dang it. Another yeah. Time. <laughs> I, I, I flew down there by myself, you know, actually I was next to a guy that I know on the plane, but like I did, I wasn't staying with anybody that I had ever met before. 
You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Like I was rooming with Dom and all those guys from the SWU and Steel was supposed to be there. <laughs> but then he ended up getting this gig with Disney and they put him up in a really nice place for the first couple of days. And then he was with <laughs> us the last night, you know, so it was 10 of us crammed in this Airbnb. <laughs> it was a little crazy trying to accommodate everybody. It, it says it claims that it would, you know, house 10. That is a bit of an overstatement. But oh my god, whatever. I've never stayed in one of those Airbnbs before. So, well, well in what this, you know, a lot of times it's people's personal residences, but but this was actually like a condo, you know. And I don't know if the condo association uses Airbnb to move the rooms, you know. So it was really nice. It was like in a commercial building and all of that. It wasn't. You know, it it wasn't some dude's house where it's, you know, make sure you feed my chinchillas while you're there. <laughs> it wasn't anything like that, thank God. But anyhow, I, I digress. Total total sideline there. The next ep- <laughs> the next episode you mentioned is sort of near and dear to my heart also, and I suspect it's for similar reasons. And that was that was a recent call in show, uh, episode thirty nine with Brian Young. And I am guessing that this is going to have something to do with Robbo in the bonus section. Yes, 100%. Robbo is a very famous guest on this call-in show. And this uh, week was talking about Star Wars grievances. And Robbo calls in. Hi, Robbo. It's What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think it was about Palpatine and Anakin specifically in the middle of the movie, you know, the during the opera and Robbo says, okay, everyone, we're going to act this out. And Brian goes out of, stri- out of script and Robbo says, up, 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 up. we're going to start with the scene where, where Anakin talks to Palpatine and he finds out that he's a Sith Lord. And then he goes to, to Mace Windu and says, Hey, this guy's a Sith Lord. And then they come back. And then there's the big betrayal and everything, right? Do I look up the script? Is, is, that, is, that how, is that how good I have to be? You could. You don't have to. We, we're, we can paraphrase it. Just don't say anything that's, you know, because you as Mace Windu. Like, you don't have to <laughs> have say fun the with party's it. over. You can say your own horrible cliche. <clears throat> so, like, you know. Uh, okay. So, and then, uh, although, Brian, I don't think you have to do the Palpatine voice. Because he's kind of like, he kind of switches back and forth. You could. I think that would really help, you know, for the, like the theater of the mind, for the listener. And I'm going to be Anakin. And uh, so we, we don't, you don't have to, if you don't remember, I don't remember the, exactly what they said. So correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I think the gist of it is he comes to uh, Palpatine. And I, I'm Anakin. I come to you. I'm upset because for some reason the Jedi Council won't, let me on the council, but didn't declare me to be a master. Right. And yeah. I'm so upset. I'm also upset. Chancellor Palpatine. I'm also upset because I'm, I'm having these dreams. 
I keep having these dreams. And I have, the, I have these dreams. My wife, she dies in childbirth. And my wife is hella pregnant right now, man. Like, I'm, I'm freaking out. And just before we go any further, Chancellor, the last time I had a dream about somebody in my family dying, it really happened. It was my, it was my mom. I had a nightmare that she was, she was suffering and dying. And I, I go back uh, to find her, and, and she is at the brink of death, and she dies in my arms. I'm really freaking out here, man, and I don't feel like the Jedi are taking me seriously. And although we have barely talked, I feel like we shared that opera thing together, and I, you were really speaking to me. Like, Help me out here. What should I do? What should I do, man? Well, um, I, I, I so want to hear Anakin is... say, remember it, that opera thing. That's a line I miss. <laughs> well, I think the thing that Anakin did, the, the thing that Palpatine did was what that he... This is role-playing, man. You are Palpatine. You tell me the way you tell me, right? We've done well, it the okay. way. Now, now we're doing it the dramatic way. Okay, so, so hit me, Palpatine. I have the power to save the ones you care about from dying. Only through me can you learn how to do that. You shouldn't have to suffer through the loss of your wife. These dreams are terrible, but we can fix them together. Wait, that sounds just like the thing you told me at the bubble opera. You told me about Darth Plagueis the Wise who is a Sith Lord, and despite the fact that the Sith are an incredibly secret organization that nobody thought still existed, you know about this. Are you telling me that you are a Sith Lord? Well, if one is going to understand the great mystery, one must understand all its aspects. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Not just somebody. the narrow to, dogmatic hold on, hold on, hold on. view of the Jedi. Mace Windu. Mace Windu. I'll be right back. Mace Windu, are you there? Yes, Skywalker. Okay. Hey, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean character fool. This. Right, yeah, exactly. He's doing a great job. I, thank I'm you, buying thank this 100% lock, stock, and barrel, man. But the best part was is that I didn't really know what was going on. I remember my brother walked in my room and he's like, Brittany, what's going on in this Colin show? And I say, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. And the next day I listened to it and I'm like, this is gold. This is the greatest Colin show I think I've ever witnessed. I was so happy to be part of something as legendary as. Uh, Steel Wars acting school. <laughs> I, w- I was floored, honestly. I, I, that was one that I wasn't able to listen to during. Because for whatever reason, the call-in shows end up falling at times that are, that are super hard for me to get involved in just because of, you know, wife and kids and all that. So I'm listening to oh, it yeah. to do the edit for Steel as my first time hearing it and I I would have loved to have been able to see my face when that when I heard that because I was like oh my god but the best part and like now that you've met Steele is is imagining what he was doing during that time you know because it's not like he's in a room with those guys he's by himself thinking oh dear god what am I going to do with this? It could have gone so wrong, but it went so, so right. It did. And another great part, too, is that Robbo was getting very irritated with Brian. And I think it's funny for someone calling and getting mad at one of the hosts for not doing what they're telling them to do. 
oh man, that was just great. Like <laughs> Brian's acting and Robbo being like, no, 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 no. This is what you're doing. You have to go by the script. Now I was really impressed at like how like Brian Young, first of all, he, he can talk anybody off the ledge when he, the interview episode that he was on where he was, which led to this call in show and, and Brian working people through their star Wars grievances was amazing because he did. He, he was able to rationally explain basically everything that (laughs) I complained about in a star Wars movie, you know, which is, which is pretty amazing in itself, but like how, how cool he stayed through that whole thing. And uh, and still, they turned in a great show, even though he probably had to be thinking, what is this dude's deal? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> but he uh, seemed, yeah. I think him being just a genuinely decent human being probably really helped make that as great as it was, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so now, have you ever talked to Robbo on any of the call-in shows? Did you call in on the episode he hosted? I'm pretty sure I did. I forgot what I asked, but I, it was either something about a new trailer or something. But yeah, he seems he seems very nice, you know, he, good Star Wars fan. He's very a great dude nice. and so knowledgeable. You know, that's oh, the yeah. thing. He's a super great guy. And he is he is a font of knowledge, you know, very well read. And and man, he. He's telling me about things I never even heard of before, much less have a, you know, like a good hard memory for it's, it's amazing. He's something else, man. I'd say I, we need to do a whole Robbo tribute episode all in its own. Man, I, I'll, I'll, I'm putting that on the back burner note to self. Rob best, oh my goodness, <laughs> best of Robbo. That, that'll be a good the best one. of Robbo. <laughs> It'll be a great one. And then just include this episode. And- yeah. Okay. <laughs> this next one <laughs> is is the 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 Steel Wars holiday special live commentary. Now, I got to ask, had you ever seen the holiday special prior to checking out the commentary? Yes, I specifically remember I watched it in high school with my boyfriend at the time. We were we heard about this and we're like, oh, my God, we should watch it. So he called me one day and said, hey, let's come over to my house or come over to my house and we'll watch the Star Wars holiday special. So we sat. We didn't really know each other that well at the time. You know, we just started dating. So we were just sitting there watching this. We both pretty big Star Wars fans and we're just looking at each other like, what is this thing? Like, what is Life Day? Why are they in robes walking into a light? Like, I didn't understand any of it. Why is Luke wearing so much makeup? Why is Princess Leia singing? <laughs> but I think that's just what made it great. I think the only like part that I really enjoyed was that little uh, animated comic with introducing Boba Fett. I think that was the only part of the holiday show that was like, okay, like this is interesting. Like that that whole thing is now (laughs) i'm an old man i i saw this on television when it was on and i feel like i saw it more than once even though apparently it was only aired one time so i don't know how the math works out on that but like i very much remember the scene where you know lumpy comes in and he finds the head of his stuffed bantha ripped off and he's like and trying to put it back on and i remember thinking that was like the saddest thing i had ever seen in my life 
you know, but that holiday special is not good. <laughs> There's a good reason that they don't want that thing seeing the light of day. But, uh, you know, Steele's take on it's fantastic. And you mentioned specifically a uh, the commercial commentary. Oh, my gosh. I know, like the commercials and the I think believe that came out in like the late 70s, early 80s, like the commercials during then were just, oh, like just their commentary. And it's very vulgar. breaking or if it's meant to be like that it's in the edit I, I when it cut out like that i was got a bit worried and i was like if it did stop now would anyone care yeah nice work daddy oh, oh yes. Why you... oh, no problem save your come back there's ads and you kind of air freshman so good it was twice as fresh like spray on strong odors just wave terrific i did a shit oh, in my pants don't worry i'll wave it away with this how did, this, how did we lose this waving technology though this is my first acting role on tv by the way guys i'm that baby that, that did the stinky old so effective it works two ways Babe, quick! Quick! Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. This is the first and only collection you'll ever have to get. (laughs) (laughs) He's back! (laughs) Don't worry. Why are they all hiling Hitler? (laughs) It's a little new. Kenner's new radio controlled RPG. Just draw a. Holy shit! Oh, what? That is fucking amazing. Fuck Tobor, that's way better. Oh, man. Just draw a line on the sand. It'll follow the line anywhere. Oh! I've got that guy. Holy shit, this is like an ad for Steel's house. (laughs) (laughs) Those. Those kids are locked in a separate room. (laughs) Now play with them forever. It's weird they're not advertising the Wookiee masturbation kit. I'm just a weekend photographer. Oh, I'm also on LSD right now. Someone please help me out. When I was a baby, I fell in a vat of LSD. I'm always tripping out all the time. I can't help it. But the one thing that eases my pain is colony wine. I gotta drink this shit down every night just so I don't see the demons no more. Is there a woman next to me? Please hope there is. I hope she's real, otherwise I'm tripping out. I just depressed myself. Oh, I would repeat some things that he said, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's I'm a I'm a big fan of salty language myself, but <laughs> trying oh, to God. trying to keep this clean, you know, is oh, the, yeah, is the trick. But, but yeah, I uh, I'm certainly not adverse to some. <laughs> some strong content. So that leads me to the very next thing I was going to ask when I was talking about celebration and, you know, you actually got to go to one of Steele's live shows, which I am yeah. totally jealous of. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I really considered flying out for one of them and it's just, just not realistic. You know, I mean, <sighs> My wife says it's just not realistic. To me, it makes total sense. But yeah, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Apparently, you know, you have to feed kids every day is what they tell me. So I'm like, well, I guess oh, really? I'm, yeah, I know. Right. But oh, that's weird. I don't remember being fed every day when I was a kid. That's weird. <laughs> now, yeah. was, was there anything that 
in the live show that didn't show up on the podcast episode? Um, yes, there was. He did a little slideshow right before, like talking about himself as a Star Wars fan and all the fun Star Wars fan things that he was done, if it's either extreme or normal. And one of them was he was talking about his obsession with Ewoks. And then he shows a picture of his cat dressed up as an Ewok. And he says, is this too extreme? Or he talks about, again, like Ewoks and showing that his wife had got him an Ewok themed cake for his birthday. And he did another picture, some more pictures too. And there's this one picture in particular, I believe it was in a magazine, like before the Attack of the Clones came out. And here you have Steel with just a bunch of, like, he's just sitting down. This is like 2002. He just has a bunch of Star Wars merch around him. And he has this very creepy, like, Yoda doll next to him, too. And that just stood out to me. I'm like, this guy is the biggest nerd I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I've seen my Star Wars fans in the day, but. Now, if you haven't listened to it, I strongly, strongly or highly, I guess is a better word, strongly sounds too dire. I highly recommend the interview episode that he did with Jackie, his wife. It is so good. I'm trying to find the episode number right now. Have you listened to that? I've listened to part of it, but... My favorite part is the very beginning when he just talks about, like, I love Star Wars, but there's someone I love more than Star Wars. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's cute. Well, there's been so many cute moments with the two of them. And it's like the episode where he is, it's immediately after he interviewed Harrison Ford. And he gets the text message from Jackie. She's in the States. He's in Australia. And, you know, that she's just, she had, somebody woke her up to tell her, you know, hey, did you hear that Steele got to interview Harrison Ford? And he, she was telling him how happy she was for him. And he started crying when he was reading it. It's so sweet. It's really oh a my cute gosh. moment. Yeah. And, need to find that. and then like, if you listen to the San Diego Comic-Con blog pods from last year, she's there. And there's a moment where they meet up and she's like, you are a mess. Look at you. Where have you been? You're a disaster. And it's like, oh, that's that's love right there. That's love. I remember I did the blog pods um, in when we went to D23. I always mentioned I I stupidly always mentioned this during my podcast. That I went to D23 only because it's probably the only convention I've been to. But I remember being on his blog pods, like him, like handing the little mic thing to me. I was so nervous. I don't know if you could tell, but when I get really nervous, I just don't talk or I just talk, but I'm talking either nonsense or I'm not making sense. That was like my first couple of call-in shows probably. And me probably right now, no, I'm kidding. But he would hand the mic to me and he'd be like, yeah. Um. And then he handed it to my brother and my brother would be like, blah, 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 you know, like just going on. And I'm like, I wish I could do that right now. That was before, obviously I started Canto by Dispatch, but I was just like, damn it. I wish I could have said this, or I wish I would have said that. Or, you know, like I'm looking at notes right now, so I know what to say for the show but right thinking dang it but i was with the star wars underworld guys too and i was telling them you know like this is my first time doing this and they're like oh my gosh i can't even tell and like you're just saying that to be nice (laughs) it was 2 a.m locked in a we were locked in this disney dungeon weird times (laughs) well Brittany, i i sure appreciate you doing this and 
this this is going to make for a good episode. And I tell you what, I've enjoyed talking to you so much that we're going to have you're going to have to come on my podcast, or we're going to have to start a podcast together or something. Oh, I'd love all of those options. More podcasts <laughs> for everyone. That's right. I really enjoy talking to you too. This is our like first time like actually like talking to each other because I don't think I've ever called in on one of your call-in shows or kind of when you're you're doing the D23 thing. So, it's an honor to talk to you because you're fantastic. You're so kind and generous too and you're an awesome dude, Eric Struthers. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. You're awesome too, downtown Brittany Brown. <laughs> Thank you. I love that nickname. I think that's one of my favorite nicknames I've been I've ever been given. Well, it's great. It's great. Yes. Well, thanks again, kid. Oh yeah, anytime. I'm so happy to be here. Right on. I gotta say, I love doing this show. I get to talk to some really cool people about stuff that I happen to be way into: Star Wars and Steel Wars. It's a pretty sweet gig. Pretty sweet. Anyway, if you are a Patreon supporter and you're thinking, man, I would love to be on an episode of Strathers Wars. Well, have I got good news for you. All you got to do is comment on the Patreon post for this episode and I will reach out and we can set something up. And for those of you who have done that on the past episodes, don't worry. I'll be getting in touch with you. I promise. I promise. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, head to patreon.com slash steelwars and just check it out. There's so much content. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. Three measly bucks a month and you'll have more podcasts than you know what to do with. A plus quality. A plus. Well, until next time, I am out of here. And may that force be with you. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 